0: Versus Leo Santa Cruz Fight Prediction Dun, dun, dun Hey guys, Fight Junkie here As usual, before we jump into this next episode I want to remind you guys You can hit me up on Twitter At FightJunkieCom Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple Basically anywhere you can find a podcast I'll be there You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel YouTube.com Slash fight junkie. 2006. Javante Davis. 23-0 and 0 undefeated. 22 big wins by knockout. Leo, Santa Cruz. 37 wins, 1 loss, 1 draw. Of those 37 wins, 19 are inside the distance. Currently, you have Davis as a minus 650 favorite. Santa Cruz comes back at plus 475. Those are straight lines. We'll go, won't go, 12 full rounds, won't go, minus 150, we'll go, plus 120. Davis wins inside, minus 115. Santa Cruz wins inside, plus 1425. Davis wins by decision, plus 168. Santa Cruz wins by decision, plus Plus 565. Fight is a draw 18 to 1. This is an interesting fight, in my opinion. The odds are a little bit wide here. I get. Why the line is the way it is. You have the undefeated power puncher against uh, in Davis. And then you have the aggressive, in-your-face Santa Cruz. That looks like a recipe for a disaster on the surface. Because obviously Davis is the puncher in the contest. Santa Cruz is a smaller guy. So they expect a collision with obviously Davis' power winning out. But I think Santa Cruz is going to mix in boxing here. I don't think he's the greatest boxer on earth but he doesn't know how to move a little bit he is a little bit longer than tank and I expect him to use the jab try to bring tank into the later rounds and try to drown him. I think there's gonna be a lot of body shots from Santa Cruz regardless if that's on the inside or the outside I think the game plan is to make tank work work as hard as he can try to avoid as many punches as he can on the Santa Cruz part And just try to take him into those deep waters and drown him. On paper, it's an excellent game plan from Santa Cruz. Because there have been questions about Davis, uh, his conditioning, his cardio. uh, Especially, doesn't usually go a lot of rounds. I think personally from watching all the lead up to this fight is that Davis... Struggled mightily in camp to get down to a proper weight. The fight was originally scheduled, I believe, for the 24th. Now it's the 31st. That extra week only helped Davis. If you look at the All Access show, I mean, I've never seen a trainer so happy to see a little bit of abs sticking out and uh, the uh, Tank Davis uh, piece that they did. To me, that just speaks volumes about how heavy Davis started camp, how much he has struggled during camp. If you look, he's always in a sauna suit. I think the guy sleeps in it I don't know if he misses weight here I think he's gonna come on but I think it was hell mentally and physically to make weight let's be honest outside when he's not training for a fight he balloons up. He balloons up big time. You've, there's many memes out there with his giant face of how much weight he puts on. In fact, in the p- original poster for this fight, he even tweeted out, like, get that picture off of there because it was the Fat Tank Davis. So he balloons up. And I think he ballooned up. And I think he had to work like hell to get down to the weight for this fight to take place we'll see if he makes weight. I'm gonna assume he does but I think he really had to put in a lot of effort and I think it's just mentally and physically exhausting now as far as the game plan goes, when you're talking about Leo Santa Cruz, you have to ask yourself: Is he going to be able to implement such a game plan? The reason I bring this up is because if you guys have been following the podcast, and I believe we have close to a hundred subscribers. In fact, if we get a hundred subscribers before, uh, let's say Friday, yeah, Friday, Thursday, Friday. Then maybe i'll do a Usyk uh preview or maybe a, a monster preview something i'll do something if we can get to 100. um but game plans so the uh habib justin gaichi mma fight ufc fight i picked gaichi a lot of it had to do with their game planning they had a good game plan on paper they knew what they needed to do but when gaichi got into the octagon he looked like a panic fighter. He was not able to implement a game plan that in my opinion was the most realistic way to beat to beat Habib. So he wasn't able to do that. So you can have the best game plan in the world, but if you can't implement it on fight night, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how great if there was a 100% Success ratio if you could implement this it doesn't matter if you can't so the question is can Leo Santa Cruz box enough to keep Davis away from him where he's not taking punch after punch after punch. That's the big question here because I don't think. Leo Santa Cruz is thinking he's going to box the entire 12 rounds. What I think he's going to box in spots and punching spots because they want to hit that body of tank. They want tank to work and they want tank to get exhausted. So you're going to have a little bit of a both here. You're going to have a box, a boxer moving around and then you're going to have them in the inside throwing combinations. But I think he needs to time that perfectly. So what I'm expecting from Leo Santa Cruz and his team is that he's going to box. And then in spots where he feels safe he's going to punch. The longer the fight goes if Davis does to start to fatigue. If his punch output does slow down. Then I would expect Leo Santa Cruz to stand a little bit more. And throw a little bit more leather because he doesn't feel as much danger from Tank at that point. But I don't expect from the first round, unless he feels that Tank is really, really weak, that he would come out in typical Leo Santa Cruz style and just go forehead to forehead and just phone booth style brawl. That's what a lot of people are expecting. I think that's why you see the line as high as it is. I mean, at some books, Leo Santa Cruz straight is five to one. This is a four-time world champion. And when you're looking on paper, I mean, Davis hasn't been to a decision I don't thinking it was like his eighth pro fight so they're going man this guy's gonna come out toe-to-toe and Davis is gonna blast him out another typical tank Davis fight because Leo Santa Cruz fought the wrong fight that certainly could happen But that would be asinine in my opinion from the leo santa cruz camp to go we're going to start out early and often brawling with tank davis because even if he did have trouble making weight he'll probably be strong for the first half of the fight even if it's three four five rounds That would behoove Santa Cruz to move around, make Tank work, make him miss some punches, make him chase you down, and then just keep touching him, especially to the body. I don't care if Santa Cruz hits him at all to the face in the first half of the fight as long as he's digging to the body because the body is going to be absolute money in this fight. Because in my opinion, Tank Davis is struggling to make weight 100%. Percent. Now, obviously Santa Cruz can't get carried away in there, especially if Tank is still strong because Santa Cruz sometimes he throws wide he likes to throw a lot of punches in a row and Tank Davis doesn't need a lot to put you down so if he gets wide and he's throwing three four five punch combinations it may look beautiful they may be landing but then Tank launches a hook and the next thing you know Santa Cruz is on spaghetti legs so he has to be smart so this is going to be in my opinion a really good test for Leo Santa Cruz to see what kind of a fight I IQ he really has is he only a brawler people would say that until you look back at the Frampton fight the rematch Where he did a little bit more than what people would expect he's able to do. That's the kind of fight I think he has to fight here I think he has to mix in a little bit of the machismo and at the same time He's got a little He's got to use a little bit of the smarts You know the the brain between the ears here in the fight IQ to go what gives me the best opportunity to win this fight Sometimes that may be brawling Other times that may be boxing. Other times that could be completely defensive. He's got to mix it all. He's got to bring all the tools in the toolbox and use them in the proper positions and the proper moments in the fight to get a win over Tank Davis. Because one thing you can say about Tank, sometimes he looks tired, sometimes he doesn't throw a lot. But you know he can change a fight with one punch. You saw that in the Gamboa fight. Even though it was a tougher fight than most people anticipated, especially against this version of uh, of Gamboa, you still got to give Tank props for going into the last round and sitting him down getting the fight over i mean he was winning the fight he probably didn't even need that knockdown but he got the stoppage so that tells you that davis is dangerous all the way through so when you look at this line when you're looking at santa cruz i mean really you could take him straight he's not a big puncher that's one thing you have to understand is leo santa cruz is not a big puncher he overwhelms guys but the majority of the time he's going to a decision so you would say why would you even take him straight the only reason i think you look at leo santa cruz straight is as if you believe tank had trouble making weight and you believe body 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 i don't care how strong your chin is i don't care if you get hit in the right spot in the body it's over baby you don't need power to stop people to the body so that's the only reason you you taking a weight drain fighter it goes six seven eight nine ten round you start to see him fatigue Leo Santa Cruz has put a bunch of body shots, money in the bank, he hits him in the perfect spot, maybe Davis can't get up. That's the only real way I could see Santa Cruz getting a stoppage. And that may be far-fetched, but I think body shots are going to be part of the game plan anyway. So even if he didn't get uh, Tank Davis out of there, body shots are going to be what he's using throughout the fight to try to slow Tank down and take some of that power away from him. If you don't think Santa Cruz is going to be able to get him with a with a body shot, then obviously you would look at Cruz wins by decision. Depending on your book, you can get six to one right now. It's a nice it's a nice return on your money. Either way, I don't think you can go wrong. I think uh, Santa Cruz has value here, real value. Because, like I said, I don't think Tank is going to be 100% coming into this fight. And I think there's a good chance that if Leo Santa Cruz can implement this game plan that we're talking about, it's going to be hell for Javante Davis. If Leo Santa Cruz just comes out, puts his chin in front of Tank, and allows him to hit it, then, I mean, obviously, that's what the books think. That's what the public thinks. That's why you're getting as high as almost 7, 8, 50, depending on the book, on Javante Tank Davis straight. That's what the books expect. Now, if you're looking at Davis, that straight line to me is very, very, very high. I would personally look at the Davis wins inside before I would look at Davis by decision. Because if Santa Cruz falters, if he isn't on his game 100% of the time, it wouldn't take a lot for Davis to hit him and put him down and probably out. Santa Cruz is tough, but he does get hit a lot. That's because he's willing to take punches because he knows he can overwhelm his opponents. Personally, like I said, I don't expect that from Leo Santa Cruz. But if Davis hits him and hurts him, game plans can go out the window. So you need to be aware that if you're taking Leo Santa Cruz, he has to fight perfect a lot of the fight. I think he can take a shot from Davis here and there. I think he can absorb some damage. I think he's a good fighter. But. He has to be far more perfect than Gervonta does. Because Gervonta is the puncher in this fight. No, Make no mistake about that. So for Gerv- if you're betting Gervonta here. And you're taking the KO. Well he's got 12 rounds. So if Leo slips up at all. That power could end the fight right there. You've seen that throughout his entire career. Like I said I believe he's only been to a decision once in his 8th pro fight. So he gets people out of there. So getting Gervonta Tank Davis wins inside at only minus 115 right now. When you're looking at a straight line as high as 850 I'm looking at, and as low as right around six to one, that's a far, far, far better return on your investment. And you're investing in a guy that wins that way. It's not like you're taking a big leap of faith to take Javante Tank Davis wins inside the distance. This is how he normally wins the fight. So you can pick your poison there if you want to lay 850, 750, 7-1, 650, 6-1 to 1 on Tank Davis and think that well he's going to put the pressure on and Santa Cruz is tough enough and it's going to go to a decision then you can by all means do that. But looking over the resume, looking over how the fight would play out if Tank was able to Get Santa Cruz pinned up against the ropes, or even lure him into a mono mono type of contest that goes, let's use your volume versus my power. Most people, the books included, would think that would favor Tank, and not only favor him, but favor him to win inside the distance. Now, I will end with this. I'm in a terrible streak, guys. I picked the Korean Zombie. A minus 170 favorite to beat Brian Ortega in a UFC MMA fight. Yeah, he lost a wide decision. Then I had Loma, Loma, Loma to win via points with a hedge on Lopez by KO. We all know what happened there. And then... As I just spoke about, I had Gaethje as a plus 270ish, 275 underdog to upset Habib and the dude got submitted in the second round. So at this point in time, it's probably better to fade whatever I say I think has value and go the opposite way until I can prove myself worthy of actually making a correct pick. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will suck it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.